this edition of the Thoracic Surgery Resident Association's podcast. The opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for teaching purposes only and should not be applied directly to patient care. Hi, my name is Josh Boyce. I'm a second year thoracic fellow at the University of Virginia in Charlottesville, Virginia. I'm sitting with Dr. Christine Law today, and we'll be discussing society involvement. Great. Um, Thank you, uh, Josh. It's really uh, great to be here today. Um, I'm Christine Law. I am the Chief of Thoracic Surgery at the University of Virginia. Um, I'm also the George Minor Chair of Surgery here, and um, I am a thoracic surgeon, and I do all aspects of thoracic surgery, including uh, lung transplantation and... uh, uh, lung cancer and esophageal cancer, as well as benign esophageal diseases. All right, great. Um, today we're talking about um, involvement in societies. Um, and just to start off, if you could just let, you know, explain your involvement, where you're at currently, and um, how you've been involved in societies. Um, so I currently am a director of the American Board of Thoracic Surgery. And I'm a director on the board for um, the American Association for Thoracic Surgery. Um, I got involved because I was very fortunate to be mentored by Dr. Irving Crone, who is one of the past presidents of the uh, AATS. And uh, he sort of uh, was very instrumental in giving me an understanding of how to get involved and then how to uh, stay involved in uh, both state or including in state, regional, and uh, uh, national societies. Um, can you just elaborate a little bit on uh, what exactly the board does and um, kind of their role in, in the society? Sure. So the um, American Board of Thoracic Surgery is the um, body that's responsible for um, giving both the written and the oral boards so that you get a certificate as a uh, cardiothoracic surgeon. So we spend an awful lot of time in the education realm and trying to both keep the process very modern and updated and educate our thoracic surgeons in order to provide a service for uh, the community who will utilize thoracic surgeons. That's great. what are what's a thumbnail sketch of some of the other positions in the society and the types of things that they do? Um, or it's just one one aspect. So, you know, along those lines, I'm also on the board for um, the AATS, and that's that's our um, academic thoracic society, and the board for the AATS is responsible for um, sort of the way we want to be as a society and for crafting the national meeting as well as sort of where we see the future of um, thoracic surgery as the double ATS is involved. I know Josh and I have talked a lot about how one to get involved in societies but two uh, which societies you're going to be most beneficial and most happy fitting into. and I'm happy to go into some of those um, those things, Josh, if you'd like. Yeah, I think um, we can start there. Or um, how about just kind of how you mentioned being mentored by or prone. And um, 
but he didn't just come in and say, hey, can you sit on the board, um, you know, from your day one. Well, it's kind of the thumbnail pathway of how you got to being on the board and where there's some steps along the way and this that pathway from your early career as you moved Sure. Uh, you know, when you first come out and you're, if you're in an academic uh, setting and you're an assistant professor, it's very likely you're going to get involved in some of the state um, societies. In our case, I was involved, I was um, involved in the Virginia Surgical and became president of that society and then subsequently moved on into more regional societies. Um, in our case, it was the Southern Thoracic um, where I was on the council and then moved on to the board for more national societies. Um, for a lot of people, understanding the difference between the STS in our profession and the double ATS, both um, societies that most people in our fields are members of, of um, I think it's important to understand the STS is a much larger organization that you get into after you pass your um, board exam and are certified as a, a cardiothoracic surgeon. Whereas the double ATS is more of an academic society, it's a smaller society. Um, where you, you usually don't get into you're closer to about 40 years old and that you've shown that you have published um, and are academically involved. The big thing is to sort of identify which, um, you know, some of it is which side you want to be in and some of it is who is around you and, um, you know, helping you get into to more involved in these societies. In the... Um, case of all these societies there's lots of committees and there's a lot of a lot of push to get more of the membership involved in these committees and you can get on these committees through self-nomination and if you're interested in a certain area for instance if you're very interested in membership for a society and crafting who is going to be part of the future of that society you can self-nominate yourself for that committee I think that's a wonderful way to get involved um, and that's a way to get involved fairly early um, I think the real important thing is, is if you do decide to get involved in something that you follow through. So if you're on a committee, it's really important that you show up for it and, and play an active role. I think that's the best way to advance through a society is to show that you will get a certain job done because we really do identify people who are really, you know, really involved and highly productive in the societies. Yeah, that's great. Um... Do you think when you started out um, trying to build a clinical practice and society involvement, um, were there some things or just, you know, it's, I imagine when you're young and you know, you're eager, you want to say yes to everything. Um, how did you approach that in your career and um, trying to build a practice, balance society involvement? And was there a lot of downsides to it or just all positives? What's kind of your give and take on yeah, a lot of positives. Uh, you know, that idea of saying yes to everything, it's, you have to certainly be willing to um, be involved in a lot, a lot of things, but I think it's really important that you identify what your five-year plan is. So if you have a really good idea, hey, I want to be in this aspect of um, cardiothoracic surgery, say you want to be, you know, really involved in um, catheter techniques if you're a cardiac surgeon, or you want to be involved in lung cancer if you're a thoracic surgeon, Really identify where you see that going in five years and say, try to really get involved in those areas because I think a lot of us are under the idea you have to say yes to everything and then you end up just overwhelmed. And if you're not doing a good job in things, that's when it's 
not very valuable to do them. So for me, I think the societies offer a lot more than just um, a ton of work. They offer a lot of uh, sort of getting to know other people in your field that you can use as mentors and um, as also as friends. I mean, I, I will say there are several people that I have met through meetings that have become some of my closest friends and have helped me out during some really challenging times. So I think that's a really valuable part of the societies is to sort of be part of something and, you know, find your, your niche in the societies as well. Because um, I think there is something pretty much for everybody once you get involved. And I think um, there's been a big push from the, from the leadership of these societies to try to get the members more actively engaged and involved. Yeah, from a uh, practical point, if someone did want to get involved, uh, you mentioned you had a mentor. Uh, do you need to go online and sign up, or do you just call someone that you know is already involved? Um, if someone wanted to be involved, uh, what would be the nuts and bolts to, to make that happen? Uh, there's a lot of member early membership um, breakout sessions that you know people can get involved with breakfasts and stuff when they go to the national meetings kind of identify people that you relate to it doesn't have to be somebody just like you it just has to be somebody that you can really uh, relate to I mean I have several of my mentors have nothing I really have nothing in common with them personally but we have hit it off you know hit it off in the way that they've been able to really help shape my career and I think that's really important most places that people start working they there are people they can identify with and those people can also help them reach out more nationally to get to know people i think anybody um in the leadership of any of these societies are pretty open to being approached so i wouldn't hesitate to go up and introduce yourself and uh just kind of get to know these people why is it important uh to be involved uh starting out early on for your career and for the society and for the field in general? I think it's really important for the health of the field that we have, you know, a that as cardiothoracic surgeons that we have united, we're very united on issues, you know, that are very important to our field. For instance, how we, how we get reimbursed, how we work out um, clinical trials, how we do research to really advance the field. And a lot of people, you know, you're not interested in research per se, doing it, you know, in your day-to-day -day thing, but you're in your day-to-day -day practice, but you're very interested in, you know, what's going to happen 10 years uh, from now to our field. So I, I just think it's really important that we work together to make our, our field, keep it one, very professional, and two, to really advance it. Um, there's been a lot of, there's a lot of stuff on the national meetings that just get introduced um, through, through the meetings. There's a lot of things in the societies that are shaping our field, and I think if you're going to be in this field it's very important to be actively involved yeah now as we know a lot of people go into private practice uh, versus academic practice what are your thoughts you know within the societies it's probably an impression out there that unless you're in a big academic center that you're not involved on membership committees or um, other society involvement areas but um, if, you, if someone does choose to go into private practice, um, does that eliminate them from being, or are there people that can do that um, and be involved? Yeah, absolutely now. The world's really changed on that front, and I think there is a big push to get people who are you know, very uh, active in their clinical practices involved in societies, and there's a real value to that. We've had several of the 
leadership come from uh, private practice and um, they've had a very different outlook and uh, input and I think that's valuable. We want more people involved, not not just you know the same the same stereotype person. So uh, the diversity only adds to the to all the societies.